Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Sam, are you ready? Of course. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Sam Silverstein is a keynote speaker on a mission to empower people to live accountable lives, transform the way that they do business, and thrive at extraordinary levels. He's been recognized as one of the world's top 30 organizational culture professionals. He's the author of over seven books. I'm excited to have you on. Sam, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, thanks, George. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. My personal life. Boy, that's a long and twisted tale. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been in several family businesses, uh, sold the last one to a Fortune 500 company. And for the last 26 years, I've been working with individuals and organizations who want to be better. They want to be better at, at what they do as an organization or people who just want to be better in their lives and achieve what it is that they're trying to achieve. I love it. I appreciate that very much. So I was telling you offline that I'm a huge proponent of, of, of accountability and personal responsibility. You told me Mm -hmm. you, you have a little bit of a different take on that. Yes, actually I see it quite differently. I, I, I personally subscribe that everything we've been taught about accountability is wrong. Um, yeah, that's a different take, right? <laughs> um, we see it. Here's the challenge. We interchange the words accountability and responsibility, okay. and they're not the same. Which which I and, just did a second ago. <laughs> and that's okay. And in my travels and working with companies speaking literally around the world, which I've been blessed to do, most of the countries I go to, they don't have a separate word for accountability. And so they naturally interchange those words and it creates a problem. I believe that you're accountable to people, but you're responsible for things. You're accountable to people, but you're responsible for things. So that report's not going to hold you accountable, but I will. Now, I don't even like to use the phrase hold someone accountable because I believe that true accountability comes when you help someone be accountable. It's a total different relationship. I define accountability as keeping your commitments to people, keeping your commitments to people. A commitment is no matter what, which is absolute. And I'm not talking about the commitments of showing up at nine o'clock. If you said you were going to show up or getting your work done, you know, if if you're not doing what's on your job description, your boss ought to fire you because you're not doing your job. Accountability goes deeper. It's commitments between people, like a commitment to tell the truth, a commitment to what you value, a commitment to it's all of us, a commitment to sound financial principles. These commitments connect people, build relationships, and then create that environment where someone actually wants to be accountable. Got it. Well, I think that that makes a lot of sense. So you've you've committed your life to this. What 
what is the problem that you think that we're facing if you can distill it down to, to, to one problem or, or a couple problems? I see there's two major challenges we face when it comes to accountability. One, people don't understand it. The reason we have trouble with it and continue to have trouble with it is they don't really understand what it is. And it's about building a relationship with people because you'll never be accountable to someone you don't have a relationship with. Okay. And so that's really what it comes down to. The other challenge is, is that we see accountability as punitive. We see it as uh, a ball and chain. We see it as being in trouble. And that's not what it is. It's not standing up and saying, it's my fault. I'm sorry, it won't happen again. That's being honest. That's your responsibility. Um, I had a friend call me just about two weeks ago, actually. He said, Sam, I just had breakfast with three CEOs. You're not going to believe it. The word accountability came up. And the, C the CEO across the table from me said, I have a wife and an executive assistant. I don't need any more accountability. <laughs> and so exactly. So literally in less than 15 seconds, he insulted his wife. He insulted his assistant. He assaulted, e insulted every employee in his organization. And through his words, he proved to me that he doesn't deserve to be a leader because Leadership is always going to be about being accountable to and for the people that you lead. Yeah, well, I appreciate that very much. So the two major challenges that so many people don't understand, uh, and mm -hmm. because it's about, it starts with having a relationship with somebody because if you don't have a strong, or just any relationship at all, then the dynamic is, is not going to work. You're not going to be able to have a successful, mutually accountable relationship? Exactly. If, if I don't have a relationship with you, why would I be accountable to you? It's, it's just it's not going to happen. So what, so what happens, whether, whether it's a family or in a community or in a business, the organizations that, that master relationships master accountability. And it's not the other way around. If, I, if there's an accountability problem in an organization, I know they have a relationship problem, that people aren't on the same side. They also have a teamwork problem. They also have a communication problem. And so when you master relationships and you build relationships between people, then what happens is you create this environment where you naturally want to be accountable. You think about your the most important relationships in your life. And probably those are people that you would never want to let down. That's right. Now, what would, yeah. So what would happen if you extended that and you built those meaningful relationships with other people around you, then you're not going to want to let them down either. And that's when the magic happens. Got it. Like that definitely makes sense. So, okay. And then viewing accountability as some kind of a punitive thing as some sort of a, a um a, a stick um and mm -hmm. versus empowering i i definitely i definitely agree with that um so why why are we experience and well okay I, I guess the question is are we experiencing these problems of the lack of those two things or rather looking at it the wrong way the, experiencing the two challenges more so than we ever have before or has it always been about the same well one of those that's a great question um unfortunately i can't go back 200 years and uh <laughs> <laughs> and and have that data point to sure. compare to but 
one of those one of those commitments is a commitment to the values and as individuals we need to very specifically know what our values are and a lot of people you know if you say what do you value and they'll rattle off a few things but they really haven't thought it through and they haven't defined it really well um organizations sometimes say they have values but the reality is it's just marketing nonsense it might be on the website might be on the wall in the cafeteria but their actions aren't aligning with those words and if there isn't alignment the, the values don't exist um they're just words right and so i i think today it's possible that we've drifted we drift and have a little bit less understanding of what our values really are when i look at an organization that has an amazing culture that inspires accountability that is a a destination workplace that literally attracts and retains the best people those organizations inevitably <clears throat> not only have figured out what their values are they have an, a great set of values and to be a great set of values certain things have to be there and they're living those values every decision aligns with the values and if you aren't living the values you aren't staying with that organization and so i the long answer to your question is i think we've drifted in in willingness to identify our values and willingness to stick to those values yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that as well so w what's the way forward for people who are listening if they are the the president of an organization or they're just somebody who who wants to feel like and be a part of a great organization how do we start to to move forward in a positive way well I would say one of the most important things is is to determine what your values are mm -hmm. you need to know what they are as an individual and you need to determine what they are as an organization I do have a resource that's available at uh, samsilverstein.com or iamaccountable.com forward slash values worksheet that'll take you through that process once you determine what your values are and you've created a great set of values then then it becomes the, your responsibility to continue to live those values no matter how tough the decision do not vary from those values and if you create a set of values based on the guidelines that i've outlined and one of those areas is going to talk about relationships with people and if you value people and you act in accordance with what you say you value about people you're going to get a better outcome yeah, I don't think there's anything any, any doubt about that. And that's where that's where it's it's a matter of I'm I I I've now clarified and crystallized what my values are and mm -hmm. I live by them. I do not compromise on them. I make all my decisions or at least the majority most of my decisions based on those values in the way mm -hmm. that No, that every all decision, of yeah. all of them. Now, I'm not look, George I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. Okay. Sure. We make mistakes. And then sometimes, you know, my wife will point it out to me. She says, yeah, I don't think that aligns with what you say you believe. Mm. And I'll go, you're right. And then it's my responsibility to fix it fast. But what I don't want to do is I do not want to make a decision that knowingly goes against my values. Right. And that is, I mean, it sounds easy, does hard, right? I have to imagine yeah, this yeah. is where so many people and organizations struggle. Right. That's just it. Because so here's what happens. Organizations and leaders 
are great at looking at the tactics of their business. Um, how do we increase sales? This is our sales process. This is our marketing process. This is how we handle collections. This is how we handle manufacturing or distribution or delivery of a service. And they want to master those those tactics. The reality is the tactics of your business are only half of the business. And many leaders are so busy focused on the tactics, they're not focused on their people. The leaders that build the best relationships, we're back to that word again, with their people because they truly care about their people and they want to see their see their people succeed. They create a place where their people know the leader cares about them and then they naturally want to care about the leader. If the leader will focus on the people, all the people will focus on the bottom line and these organizations will make more money than the organizations that are just caught up in the tactics and trying to generate a profit this week. So so how does one go about that? Is is there a time when the company becomes too big? No, it's not a function of size. It's a function of leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And so I recently worked, I actually spoke in an annual meeting for an organization that has 17,000 employees. They went from 8,500 to 17,000 overnight through an acquisition. And doubling the size was uh, a strain on their culture because a company that they acquired, the culture didn't have this, this foundation of values. But the leader was determined to have the values that he had been living in their organization uh, went out. And so, you know, he's, he spent three years getting his values the, from his company embedded in this acquisition. And you know what? They were able to have the kind of culture that they wanted to have. So as you get bigger, you just have to keep with your priorities and keep stressing those values. And once you once you say values are important, you can't ever stop talking about them. Never. No, I don't care how big you get. Got it. And do you think that there is a, a, a perfect way to be communicating and reinforcing these with so many mediums that we have available for communication these days, be it phone, email, social media, whatever. There's a thousand different ways we can communicate with people in our companies. Is there ever too much? Is there is there a sweet spot with the frequency? In an organization, there's constantly going to be meetings of all sorts. Some of these meetings are two or three people. Some of them are 10 or 15. Some of them could be hundreds or thousands, depending on the size of the organization. If something's important to you, then you're always going to keep your eye on it. It's kind of like if you if I handed you a gold brick and we went to some mall or some store you're probably not going to set that gold brick down on the <laughs> counter someplace and walk off, right? No, no, right? You're going to keep your eye on it. Not only are you going to keep your eye on it, you might hire a guard to stand next to it. I mean, right. you're just, okay, if your values are important to you, then they're always in your sight, which means at every meeting, then the values are discussed. That there's stories that are, that lore that grow in the company where people have made decisions, legendary decisions that connect to the values. And so you're telling those stories. You want to keep this in front of your people. It literally is, as, as one organization that I wrote about, Happy State Bank, they say, you got to drink the Kool-Aid. It's, it's as if it's a cult. 
And I know a cult has a negative connotation, but that's what it has to be in an organization. Everyone has to buy in. Everyone has to believe. And the only way that you get that is to continuously reinforce those values. You don't use the values to beat people up. You use the values to praise people. And and every time you make a decision, you connect it to the value. And if you're a leader, you show your people how you connected that decision to the value. Or you say, you know what, uh, George, I love the way you dealt with that challenge that you face. And it aligns perfectly with what we say about and then you connect it to a value. And when you're doing that as a leader in an organization, your people are going to get the idea that, and understanding that this is important to you. And if it's important to you as a leader, they know it needs to be important to them. Love it. Is there any reason that we wouldn't do this as, as just in, in our own families? Well, it's it applies obviously the same in our own families. The only reason we don't do it is because maybe we want to take the easy way out mm-hmm. or we're focused on something else. If Look, I have four children. Um, and, and so there was always a lot going on around here, but man, I wanted to set a good example and I wanted to set a good example through the values because that's what being a parent is. And that's what being a leader is, is you want you know, my my father always said, you know, I want better for you than what I had. And I say the same thing about, you know, I want my children to have better than me. And I don't just mean monetarily better. I just I want them to have the best possible relationships. I want them to have the best possible opportunities. I want them to be able to get the best possible education, whatever that is. That's, you know, what I'm striving for. And so all that goes through values and raising those young people to be leaders in our family for the next generation, leaders in the community, leaders in their business. I think a parent that instills a strong set of values and and allows the children to develop their own values and expand on what you've taught them, I think that's what being a great parent's all about. I love it. Well, Sam, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know, we've been talking about it and bottom line, you know, I used to talk about values and I never took the time to actually write mine out. And I said, wait a second, I'm being a hypocrite here. Take the tip is this. If you want to go to imaccountable.com forward slash values worksheet, get the worksheet. It'll step you through it. Make the investment in yourself to figure out exactly what your values are, then keep them in front of you, read them every morning for 21 days, and if you start the day reading one or more of your values, I guarantee what you'll discover is you'll be, you will be making your decisions throughout the day that align with those values. Mike, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? It's real simple. You can go to imaccountable.com and there's, or you on YouTube, it's YouTube forward slash Sam Silverstein. There's hundreds of videos. There's hundreds of articles on the website, a ton of free data. Sign up for the free newsletter. I love to get connected there. LinkedIn, um, let's, let's build a more accountable world. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to IamAccountable.com. 
take the take the values exercise. I know that uh, that when I finally put pen to paper a couple years ago, it it made a big difference in my life as well. Go to his YouTube channel, find him on social media. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Sam. My pleasure. Hey, one other thing. There's a free accountability assessment at I am accountable forward slash me. Perfect. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, sir. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.